Welcome back to another episode of Football Funders. Two in one week, you lucky ducks. And I'm pleased to say I'm joined by another member of the crew, Statman Dan Finch. Welcome back, Dan. How are you doing? Good afternoon, everybody. I'm doing well, Ryan. How are you? Yeah, not bad. So you're fresh back from Germany, a bit of NFL mm. and a bit of du- uh, Dutch. Bundesliga. Sorry. Yeah, a bit of Bundesliga. How was the Bundesliga football? Shit. Really? God awful. <laughs> we went to see Augsburg against Bochum. Uh, and I'm still waiting to see if Augsburg have turned up yet. The stadium at Augsburg is sensational. What a beautiful stadium. Their football team is Scheiser, as they would say. <laughs> uh, for English people, if you remembered Reese Oxford, from West Ham. I watched him play. There's a reason he's not at West Ham anymore. He's got the positional sense of Stevie Wonder. (laughs) I take it he's not improved at all then. He was not good. Oh dear, bless. Well, it's good to to have you back on uh, our soil. And we are going to be talking all things World Cup. We're going to be giving our World Cup predictions. However, before we do that, we do actually have to... Ryan's going to try and get technical again here. We're going to do a screen share. We do need to give a shout-out to our associates, if this pops up. The Proper Blokes Club, walking and talking, breaking the stigma surrounding men's mental health. Go to www.theproperblokesclub.co.uk or, as you can see on your screen, follow them on Twitter, at Blokes Club. And also, the people that Dan is involved with, you can see him there and he's... Lovely blue top there. Let us talk mental health. Uh, you can contact them on at let us talk mental, uh, let us talk underscore MH, if I've got that correct. I think yeah, it might have. Yes. The football team raising money for mental health charity Mind. So it's, the World Cup is Sunday. It's it. come across really, really fast. Are you excited for the World Cup, Dan? Yes. Why are you excited? Yeah, I, I for the wasn't. World Cup? I wasn't. I think I wasn't for a long time because of the the timing and the background stuff. I'm just looking forward to watching football. I just love football, and the World Cup is always that time. No matter how I feel about kind of the English game, etc., when the World Cup and the Euros come round, I'm a child again, and you just get to watch 32 of the the world's best go at it. And it's just beautiful to watch, isn't it? It is indeed. How do you feel about all the background stuff? Do you believe that we should be raising these issues while in, within sport? Or do you think it should just sport should just be an escape and we should leave that stuff for another day? I, I think I think there's a, a middle ground. So obviously you get a lot of people to say it's fine. A lot of people say, I think the best way kind of is to... How do I word this correctly without... Uh, I I believe it's to kind of teach by showing. So kind of going to their country and still following their rules, but still also showing what the world could be, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think some of it's overblown. I think some of it's underplayed. Let's be honest, Qatar never should have had it anyway. The conditions that people were working in, et cetera, bonkers. Um, But I think I'm hoping that from... I doubt it, sadly, but I'm hoping that from having the World Cup there and seeing the world in in Qatar, maybe it will change their way long term. But we'll see. Who knows? All I will really say on it is if football teams that are at the World Cup want to give their views on the issues at within 
the lifestyle in Qatar and the the differences between lifestyles in Europe and Qatar. Say it now, get it out of the way, because when the football starts, I just want to be able to focus on the football. Mm -hmm. I know that may sound really selfish, and I apologise if that upsets anyone who watches or listens to this on download. This will be going up on YouTube, and it will be downloaded as per normal to Spotify, Amazon, we're everywhere now, basically anywhere you can yeah. find us. But I Stitcher. just, once the football starts, I just want to focus on the football because that's primarily what it, it's all about. It's a World Cup. So, you know what? Have, um, sorry, go on. I was just going to say before we go somewhere else, something that always confuses me is why, where, again, I understand before I say it, I want to clarify, I'm completely behind people that aren't happy about this World Cup. I understand why. Why wasn't there so much of us about the Russian World Cup? But the Qatar is such a big problem. The Russians are equally have the so so many bad issues, but it went quite. But anyway, I've, that's a topic maybe for another day. But I, I just find it strange that Russia didn't get the heat Qatar did, especially after they invaded Ukraine. Was it three years? They invaded the Crimea three years before World Cup. But you know, whatever. No pun intended on that one. The heat no. completely different in Russia to Qatar. But let's yes. have a quick look at the groups. Do, 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 do. And as if by magic, has that worked? Yes, it has. Right. I am assuming this graphic is legit. Shout out it to is. Twitter for all of our graphics for today. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Do you want to take it group by group? Yeah, I think we should start start with the host, shall we? Are they going to win anything? Uh, yeah. You think they're going to? Qualify uh, above if I don't think they qualify. I, I, if you believe Twitter, there's the Ecuadorians have been paid off to lose one nil to Qatar in the first game. So <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that today, but apparently a journalist has come out and said that he's heard that Ecuadorian players have been paid seven million pounds to lose one nil to Qatar. I um, have not, but in all seriousness, Qatar. I know people will say they're a bad side and they're only here because they're the hosts. They ha they have won the Asian Champions, the Asian Championships, I guess it's called. They were semi finalists in the Concacaf Gold Cup, um, because they were invited. So they can score goals. I think Hol I would like to say also I don't rate Holland, but I think they probably win this group. Don't know if you agree. Uh, yeah, I think they do. I just actually want to have a quick look. Excuse all the flicking people. Got to get to Holland. Just having a look at their squad because there's a lot going on with Holland. I'm glad you brought this up. There's some fantastic talent in this squad. But the, the key thing for me I found very interesting is their goalkeepers. They, Louis van Gaal, who, bless him, is not very well at the moment. I believe this is going to be his last tournament and his last job as a manager because he's been having uh, treatment for cancer. He's been having an issue settling on a goalkeeper. And Jasper Sillinson, arguably their most experienced goalkeeper, is, has not made the World Cup squad. Is there any players here on this list that you are interested in seeing? Uh, yeah, there's a few. Uh, they're all in the midfield, to be honest. Um, Savvy Simmons, Javi Simmons, however you want to pronounce it, from PSG. Yep. Uh, I don't know if he'll start. He's uncapped. So we'll see how much he plays. And uh, uh, Cooper, Cooper Miners at Atalanta is a fantastic underrated player. My main concern for the Dutch is none of those attackers scare me. I think that's an awful 
set of attacking talent. Uh, Verghurst, De Jong, Ganson, Noah Lang, who I don't know much about, Bergwijn and Depay. That, that that doesn't scare me. I, all I can tell you about Noah Lang from uh, listening it, to recent news is that he had a similar situation with Eric Ten Hag that Ronaldo is currently having. Uh, we won't be discussing that issue today. Uh, the second uh, episode is due to drop in about 15 minutes, but uh, we're not going to get into that. Uh, Noah Lang had a similar issue with Eric Ten Hag when he, Eric Ten Hag booted him out of Ajax. So if that's a sign of things to come... I'm very much looking forward to seeing this young man, Cody Gakpo. A lot has been written about him. Xavi Simmons as well, who is at PSG, but I believe he's on loan at PSV, isn't he? Yes. Is that correct? And uh, I'm also very interested in, in seeing Jorin Timber because a lot has been said about him and his talent. The one, The one that I will say looking ahead, Denzel Dumfries at Euros was sensational for Holland. So I'm really interested to see if he can continue his form. And in that group, he really should. Uh, so I think Holland topped that group. I'm I assuming you're well. the same. Yep. Uh, in second, I've gone with Senegal. Yeah. Because snap. Uh, I don't, I think Qatar and Qatar, I've, I've, I've seen a little bit of Qatar. As I said, they're in the Gold Cup. Um, they looked okay, to be fair. They didn't look awful. They lost to Mexico in the semi finals. Uh, Ecuador are a very young side. I think they've got the youngest squad in the tournament. Uh, but they've got some really nice players. They've got uh, Moises Saicedo from Brighton. Jeremy Ceramento, who's also from Brighton. He came through Charlton's Academy. State and interest there. <laughs> um, uh, they've got a young lad, and I can't remember his name. He's a Cruz Azul up front. They've still got Enna Valencia, who scores a lot of goals for his country. And I think he's a leading goal scorer in the Turkish League this year. So Ecuador could be interesting. I think this could be... Whoever finishes second in this group is going to go through and probably get battered. Uh, and I will look forward to watching it as an England fan. Group B, <laughs> speaking of England, you've got England, Iran, USA, Wales. Now I have pulled up. Ooh, gone too far. Sorry, I apologise. 2022 World Cup England squad. Obviously, we ha- we did a podcast about a month ago, the two of us, and we picked our own squads. We haven't had your comments yet on this England squad that's been named. So is there any names that you think shouldn't be here or shouldn't be, or should you got recommendations of who is, if people want my opinion, you can watch or listen to the last podcast. I gave mine on the England squad. Then uh, I, I'm quite happy with this squad. Obviously Aaron Guire is the one I think that shouldn't be there. I think it should be for Kyle Tamori. I mean, there was a question about Callum Wilson and Ivan Tony, but obviously due to, Ivan Tony's recent, um, as we say, rumored behavior on 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 his betting. Yeah, uh, for I those, could, see, could see that Wilson's in the squad. The, the, for those people that aren't aware, Ivan Tony has been charged by the FA with is it two hundred and sixty-one counts? Don't know that. Uh, yeah, it's mad. Of betting and breaching FA regulations with regards to betting, uh, he's denied it and says he's going to fight it. But it does appear that that could be the main reason that Bad. he's not there. Did you listen to last week's pod, Dan? I haven't because I was uh, engaged in serious alcoholic conservation. My issue, I'll just quickly run over this one, is the inclusion of Calvin Phillips because he's played 54 minutes of football this season. 
in total. Yeah, but you knew he was going, didn't you? Well, yeah, we know he's Gareth Southgate's <laughs> favourite, but do you think he deserves to be there ahead of no, I, James Ward-Prowse? No, exactly. I'd have taken James Ward-Prowse, but I had it in my mind, Calvin Phillips is fit, he's going. It's a bit like Kyle Walker. Like He hasn't played a lot. He's going to miss the first game by all accounts, but we knew he was going to go. Um, so I'm not against it. As I said, the only person I'd like to have seen is Tamori over Harry Maguire, but oh well, we're going to have to watch Slabhead for another tournament. My only other argument was Jack Graylish because he's played 16 games, scored one goals and no assists. But he um, has a tendency to come off the bench for England and look very good. Just yeah, don't but we, start him. It's great that he looks good, but we need results. Bearing in mind our previous form, um, we'll get into our predictions in a second. But I, I called for uh, Harvey Barnes from Leicester to come in because he's played, I think it's, 18 games, scored six and assisted two, if I remember rightly. It's on the last podcast. Well, we'll go to Wales first. We just get past Wales. I apologise. Are we, are we looking at Wales, Dan? We are, yes. Is there... what? what what's your opinion of Wales? Are, are they going to the FC. Are, are they going to be reliant on Gareth Bell and yes. uh, Aaron Ramsey? Or do you think that some of their young talent is about to shine through. Because to be fair to them, they've got some decent young talent. Brennan Johnson seems to have done well in the Premier League. Harry Wilson is another one who's got a lot of talent. Is he the one that's at Rangers or is he the one at Fulham? No, he's at Fulham. Right, so he's done really decently. Dylan Levitt, I know you're not going to be happy about. Um, Johnny Williams, I know you will be happy about because you love, love Johnny him. Williams. I love him. Neko Williams, I think, is also a very good young player. That name above him is at a World Cup. That is amazing. I know. Long-term listeners of this of this podcast, it's me and Chris Gunter, we don't we don't get along. Um, it's it's completely personal, and uh, I can't believe he's an international footballer. Ethan Ampadu, I think, is a good young talent, and there's also a young talent mi- missing called uh, Reese. Norrington Davis, I think he is, who sadly missed out through injury. Is there an, oh, oh, and there's Dan James, obviously. We're gonna, we won't go into that. So do you think it, they're going to be carried or do you think their young talent is going to surprise a few people this year? I think the team uh, ethos will carry them further than they the most people will predict. I'll put it that way. I think they get out of the group. So I think England and Wales get out of this group. Um, mainly because of Gareth Bale. That their starting eleven is very settled. You could I could probably name it now. So that they do like to play quite a consistent eleven. I am really looking forward to seeing and I'm hoping they give time to the likes of Brennan Johnson, as you mentioned, who hasn't played a lot for Wales. Ethan Ampadu plays in midfield for Wales, so that should be fun to see. He sits as a as a kind of defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how he because they play five and then they sit him in the front. So we'll see how they get on. I I I think they go second because I genuinely don't think America will get onto a good team. But I'm assuming you have the American squad ready. I do. I've also got the Iranian side. I'll, I'll show you Iran quickly, just out of respect, because I think we need to be honest. They're not. We don't know anything really about them, apart from maybe you can pronounce. I know a few of them. Yan- Jahan. Jahan Bakish. Jahan Bakish, yeah? And the, other, the only other one I've heard of is Sadar Azmun, who's a From... striker who's pretty tasty on FM. Zaman Gudos played in England as well. So, what they, no, 
Do we expect good... them to be the whip inside? No, no, Iran are a good side. I've seen a little bit of Iran, and from people that I've listened and read about, Iran are a well-organised team. Uh, I think they probably finished last. This lot, I think, are the ones getting overachieved. They're getting overdone. They're they're not good. They're not good. This this team sucks. It's got some names in it. I'll give it that. Serginio Dest's there. DeAndre Yedlin, we know all about. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers has been known in England for a long time. Tim Ream is, is probably going to be in the last He's year. Prehistoric. Yeah. Um, they've got some talent in midfield, to be fair. But I think goalkeeping-wise, I don't know anything. And apart from Christian Pulisic and Reina are their, listed as They've left forwards. their best striker at home, which is mind-boggling. Who's their best striker? Ricardo, Ricardo Pepe. And who does he play for? Wolfsburg, ironically. I saw them play the weekend. Uh, he's really good. He hasn't been picked. I'm not really... I don't have a clue why. I just don't think this team's any good. If anyone watched them kind of going up to their... The, obviously, they missed the last World Cup. They're, they're no different. They won half of their qualifying games to get to this World Cup. So you you don't you don't fear the USA for England. I uh, I, I fear everyone for England. Yeah, we could be <laughs> playing Kosovo and I'd be scared for England. I just don't think they're. I don't think they're as good as people are writing. I wouldn't be surprised if Iran beat them. Yeah. I love the next group. I think this group could be great. So where do you think? Sorry, I will click the screen share back on again. I was just doing it so I didn't go backwards and forwards again. Where do you think? England win the group? England win the group with Wales in second. I've got a funny feeling USA might do it, but I'm going to go with you. I think England and Wales. How far do you think England are going to get overall, or do you want to have that conversation in a minute? We'll get there in a minute, because it, 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 we go further than I genuinely think we will, or think we would have, but because of who we play, it'll make sense in a minute. Group C, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico and Poland. Do your thing, Dan, while I try and find Argentina's list. Argentina haven't lost in 36 competitive games. They haven't lost since the last World Cup. That's mad. Um, The big thing for Argentina, which will be interesting to watch, I think I saw a stat. So Lionel Messi's last thing is 13 goals for for Australia, for Argentina. I think it was nine of them were assisted by Giovanni Lo Celso. Is it me? Sorry, just very quickly. Is it me or did Lionel Messi retire from international football? He has twice. Right. Okay. Thank you. Because I could have sworn he, he wasn't coming back. He keeps coming back. Um, but yeah, so he's been, since this new coach has come in, Messi has really switched on for Argentina. As I said, it's been helped a lot by Giovanni Lo Celso, who's been fantastic, who sadly has missed out. He's injured. So I'll be very interested to see how they replaced him. My worry for Argentina is that back four. That defence is not superb, depending on who they pick. Recently, they've been going with Romero and Otamendi. If they go with Romero and Martinez, I think they'll be in a better position. I was going to say, no Martinez? <laughs> He's been an animal for Manchester United. Uh, then you could have Tagliafico on the left. Yep. Uh, Gonzalo Montiel, uh, Montiel on the right, the midfield. With a mixture of, I imagine, DePaul, Paredes, and we'll see who replaces La Chelsea. I think this, it's probably going to end up being McAllister. This is the thing for me, is the attacking talent. Yeah, Gary. Lataro Martinez, Paolo Dybala, 
Lionel Messi, Angel Di Maria, and then you've got a young talent in Julian Alvarez in the background. Joaquin Carrera, I don't know too much about. I think he's at Atleti Madrid, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, Enzo Fernandez is rumored to be quite the talent. Ezekiel Palacios is a uh, highly very, yes, oh. very good. Is he? Uh, by Leverkusen still. He is, yes. Yeah. And Alexis McAllister's been very good for Brighton. So, um, and their keepers, two of the three I know of, they're both good keepers. I think Argentina win their group. Yeah, I, I think Emilio Martinez is their number one, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. And then there's and really... He's a, he's a pretty good side. So you think if Argentina can sort out their defence, then they'll have a, a decent tournament? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they're one of the favourites. I'm not going to keep flipping backwards and forwards. I'm going to keep doing this. Who do we think is coming second in this group then? Poland. Because Mexico's, again, watching the Gold Cup, watching Mexico's. Mexico are very old side. And they don't look great. They look like they're just kind of just starting to need the next generation. I think we talked about whipping boys. Saudi Arabia are going to be the ones that get spanked by everyone. And Poland, apparently Poland have not qualified out of a World Cup group since like 1956 or something like that. So about time they did it, really. You've got Lewandowski. I think Mexico and Saudi Arabia are winnable games for them. So I'd go Argentina win it with Poland in second. On to Group D, France, Australia, Denmark and Tunisia. I mean, this is France's group to have, isn't it, really? Let's Uh, be honest. Where is France's squad? I disagree. You disagree? Okay, well, we'll get to that. this this squad is is quite defenders are fantastic. There's a young player who I was hoping would make it but didn't, and um, that is Nabisa. No, <laughs> no, it is. Oh my god, his name his name's gone completely from my head. Where does he play? Uh, is it Solomon Kalulu? Yes. Uh, uh, AC Milan. Pierre Kalulu. Is it Pierre Kalulu? Sorry, I, I could remember his surname. It, for some reason, my brain just went completely blank. Pierre Kalulu. He's uh, AC Milan. He's a right back, but he's been filling at centre half with Tamori during a bit of an injury crisis. He, he's a hell of a talent. But when you've got these defenders, it's going to be difficult to get into any side. And the attackers, they speak for themselves Benzema, Griezmann, and Bappe. Nkunku, I don't think is going to be there now. I think he's he was no, he's, he's been today. replaced. Yeah, he's been replaced. Already. Who's he been replaced by? Marcos Duram. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So the concern for everybody is in midfield because there Aha. is no Pogba or no Kante, uh, Kante. no Matuidi, and no Matuidi is definitely a revolution, so to speak. But no. I'm... Sorry, go on. I was going to say that I would still say, and that we said it. I think on the Euro podcast, the reason for me that France won that World Cup was the midfield mm-hmm. worked so well. The midfield, very different. And I don't, not knocking France because I still think they're a good side. I mean, the rest of the squad's very good. I'm not sold on how this midfield will shape. I'm assuming it will be, or well, how it's looked in previous games, Gwendozi and Rabiot, Trishimane. I, I think you need some more, especially with up front. You're likely to have a, an aging Griezmann and Bap and Bappe will cry if he doesn't get the ball. <laughs> and obviously they probably play Benzema, 
So it's all about that midfield for them. If they lose the midfield battle, I worry about France. And that's why I don't have them finishing top of the group. Is your pick then? Uh I think Denmark top the group. Okay, give us your reason. Explain why. I just think we saw in the Euros, and we've seen it in the World Cup before that, and in the uh, Nations League, Denmark are a really well put together group. I don't think they beat, I'm not sure they beat France. I see it where the group goes down to goal difference. I think Denmark and France could probably quite easily draw. Yes. Uh, I, I think... think Denmark have enough players to just, that they've, no, they've not got any players at that top level, but I think they've got a lot of solid players. But if it goes down to goal through. difference, then surely France are going to win on goal difference. Their firepower is far superior. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but Denmark don't concede. They don't, you're right. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you have to score the goals. I mean, don't get me wrong. They've got Kasper Dolberg, who I think is a decent striker. Uh, Mikkel Damsgaard. I think Jonas Wind. Proved... Yusuf Poulsen. I think yeah. there's goals in that team. Yeah, Mikkel Damsgaard proved how good he was for, when covering for this man, Christian Eriksen. You've got Pierre-Emerick Hoiberg, who's there as well. I think they're pretty solid in defence. And Kasper Schmeichel, I think, although I don't think he's ever if he plays in goal. France. If, he's going to play, I think. Uh, obviously, I think it was you who loved uh, Joachim Mahile. I still Mahile, love Joachim Mahile. Uh, in, the, <laughs> in the Euros. I will always love Joachim Mahile. <laughs> so, so you think uh, Denmark first, France second? I do, yeah. And it's probably risky. Um, but that's why yeah. I think that's, they finished first and second. And I, mainly, I, I mean, Australia and Tunisia are just there to make up the numbers, aren't they? Yeah, I will reverse. I think France will top and Denmark will finish second. Group E, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Spain and Germany, isn't it? Yeah, but in what order are you going? Uh, Germany haven't been fantastic. Spain haven't been great. They're in a transition period as the great line for um, football. I I, personally think think Germany will go first because if you look at some of this ridiculous attacking talent, uh, Yusuf Yusuf Mukoku is like just turned 17 and he's doing very well. Your boy Adi Amy, uh, Leroy Sane, Jamal Musiala. I saw him against England. Oh my word, this boy is a talent. You've got experience there in Thomas Muller as well. It's a, it's a very balanced squad between experience and youth. Uh, Leon Goretzka, I love. I think he's a fantastic player. You've got Joshua Kimmich, who doesn't seem to let anyone down ever. Uh, maybe their defence is their weakest. I mean, they've got a bottle of ketchup there. Um, <laughs> their, their starting partnership is going to be Sule and Schottlebeck, uh, I'm assuming. Oh, Nicole Schottlebeck. And, Ru- and, and Rudiger. That will be like their base. So have got 10 minutes. I think the German squad is the strongest in this group. And I, I say that because as much as Spain will play nice football and will dominate the game, if you've got Spain squads there, I have indeed. I have Let not got clues to score their goals. Let me go back one. Is that the Spain squad? Yes, it is. Unai Simon. Who, who's scoring their goals? <gasps> Nico Williams, essentially. Well, it's Morata or Fatty. Yeah, yeah, but you want goals. You don't want Ferran Torres, maybe. It's not. Again, their midfield is going to be fun to watch. Pedri, uh, I'm assuming it'll be Pedri, Rodri, Javi. 
I think they're going to be really easy on the eye. They're going to be like they were at the Euros. They're going to look the best team. But if a team comes up against them that can score, I think they'll struggle. Right. And I'm interested to see who their number one's going to be. I'm assuming it was going to be Unai Simon, but we'll see. I must admit, it's a bit harsh that David De Gea has not made this squad. I've got to say. It, David Raya instead of him, really. It's, I, I'm, I'm not buying that one, but... Um... And then, yes, and then Costa Rica and Japan, I actually think are two good sides. I watched Japan play Brazil uh, three months ago. I think it was in last internationals. It was a really good game. Japan are a good side. Um, they are just... a very well organized, very uh, athletic, quite tactic, uh, quite technically quite good. But I just think they lack the overall quality to get them out of that group. Yeah. And also, mainly that group, you've got Spain and Germany. You have to be very good to get out of that group. If, if you swapped them with, say, Qatar, they'd probably go through. But because of the group they're in, they've kind of been shafted. And moving on to the next group, which is Group F, is Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. For I'm me, labeling this the old bastards group. The old bastards group. Well, for me, I think it's Belgium and Croatia. Are you in any disagreement? No, I think the two old bastard teams will go through. I do think Canada are a team to watch out for. They've got some um, pace. And I do, especially Belgium. As you said, Canada's pace with those defenders. I'm very interested to see how that's going to work because Belgium's back four, joint age is about 704. Well, I would imagine they're back three because looking at the number of defenders, you are seeing this, right? Yeah, they'll play for Tongan out of Ireland. And yeah, it's Seattle, those three. I'm assuming. I, I, no, I, I think, it would I think be Dendonka. No, I think um, Artur Theatre starts ahead of Dion Donka. I was going to say, they're going to be playing three at the back either way. I think we can guarantee from yeah, this Yeah, yeah, they will. Um, how do you deal midfield. with Davies, Liam Miller, both pace. He'll much Liam Miller's not like the best finisher. He's very quick and I'm worried about Belgium's pace. But Lukaku's missing the hold of the group stage, apparently, right. as well. Okay. Uh, Edin Hazard hasn't played for about four years. Yeah, Dick. Keteleare. Yeah, uh, he's not having a great time. He's just moved to Milan and it's not been fantastic. But you've got Batshuayi. <laughs> you have Doku. And Trossard's on fire for Brian. And Mertens, to be honest. But I mean, if you look at this midfield, uh, Telemans, De Bruyne, Onana's been quite. Carrasco uh, is still solid. Yeah. Th- there's definitely attacking options there. Let's have a quick yeah, look that's... at. I still think they top the group. I just think they're not as good as people would suggest they are. Back one. And here is the Croatia squad. The itches. Yes. Many, it's many itches. Yes. They've got a decent side, to be fair. There's, I criticised it previously, but I actually think there's a, a better side here than I actually realised. Livakovic, who you love. And they've got Ivo yes. Gribic as well, who I love. Uh, they've got Josko. Oh, go on, Dan. Vardio. Thank you. <laughs> their their back four, I think, is underrated. Uh, they'll have. I'm assuming they'll go with Sutalo and Gavardio centre backs because Vida and Lovren are again 
ancient. Uh, Borna Sosa was in line to play for Germany, and then there was some problems, so it went back to play for Croatia again. So he's solid. And the midfield, you kind of know who their three-man three, three midfield is because it's the first three names on the sheet. And that's filth talent. <laughs> that genuinely is filth yeah. talent. I, I don't know if many people have heard of Marcelo Brozovic. He was... Is he at Inter still? He's still at Inter, yeah. He's technically... He's wow. very good. Uh, and their front three... seeing him. I'm not sure if they've got goals, though. Well, I mean, I'm interested in what they do. I Bruno, uh, Bruno Pekovic is a good player. Uh, I think... Cranrich will start, but I'd like to see Petkovic start. Miroslav Orisic is another one who's... I've heard a manager, lot about... Football manager fans know a lot about this. Right. He's a very, very clever winger. So uh, who's think... finishing top? Belgium. And you think Croatia should go through as second? I think Croatia should go second, but I think it's Canada can run them close. I, I think Canada might surprise a few people, but I think I'm going to go with Belgium and Croatia. Morocco Which, also have some nice players. They but do, not but transitioning. Yeah. Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Let's start off with the Brazil squad. I think it's for me, I think it's Brazil and Ill. Serbia. Yes, I agree. Uh this is the Brazil squad. Let's look at the forwards first. Let it's filth. It's filth. It's beyond filth. Neymar, Vinicius Jr., Gabriel Jesus, Anthony, Rafinha, Richardson. Gabriel Martinelli, Rodrigo, and Pedro. Pedro, Pedro is the only name I don't know out of those. Um, Lots of so goals. Lots even of goals. I'm going to be looking forward to watching it because not only is this... I beg my pardon. Please excuse me, viewers and listeners. Um, not only is this filth going in attack, if they can get the balance right in midfield, Bruno Guimaraes has been outstanding for Newcastle this season. Casemiro has settled in very nicely at Manchester United. Lucas Paqueta has not been amazing at West Ham, but he's a real talent. Our French well, yeah, got there, I don't know. <laughs> we know the French, the Brazil midfield three has been the same pretty much since the last World Cup. So you know that the midfield three is going to be Casemiro, Fred and Paqueta. Uh, with Neymar, I'm assuming Neymar and Vinicius Jr. because they like to play Richardson through the middle whose record for Brazil is fantastic. The back four, again, though, is the area where I kind of go... Yeah, this is the area that concerns me. Dani Alves is, what, 40? Yeah, but he was shit at 24. Thiago Silva is 38. But, to be fair, still playing very good football. Um, The biggest question for me, and this may sound completely ridiculous to a lot of people listening and watching, my biggest issue here, who starts... How the hell do you pick between Allison and Edison? They've chose Allison. Starting goalkeepers. Their coach is announced. It's, it's Allison. Jeez, that's you don't want to make that choice though, do you? Let's be honest. It's no, but best... you fucking love having that choice. Yeah, it's the best choice you're ever <laughs> going to have. And uh, apologise to YouTube if they don't like swearing. But um, this oh, yeah, sorry, has YouTube. arguably got to be the most talented squad at the World Cup. No, I mean. They're the favourites to win it for a reason. Like if they make any subs, they're bringing in, as you said, like in the strike force. Oh well, Vinicius Junior's feeling a bit crap. All right, well, go on in Anthony, or yeah, all right, go on Rodrigo. <laughs> you're bringing off Fred for Bruno Gimmerich. You're like, yeah, sure. In fact, that makes you better. Right. 
I'm going to go and I'm going to announce this now because we are going to talk about our dark horses. My dark horses are Serbia. And I'm going to tell you why. We're going to start off. Alexander Mitrovic has been on fire for Fulham for the last That's year. That's force. Jesus. I know, right? Dusan Vlajevic is one of my favourite strikers I've seen in a while who's moved to Juventus recently. I've talked about him a lot on previous podcasts, how I wish he'd signed for Man United. And Luka Jovic has found some form again at Fiorentina. Then we're going to quickly go into defence. Nikola Milinkovic at Fiorentina is a fantastic uh, centre-half. I don't particularly... I don't expect him to be at Fiorentina for much longer. And then you have a look at a certain young man. Well, I call him a young man. I can, I suppose, I'm 40. Yeah, but I'm 40, so he's much younger than me. Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. This guy, for me, is coming close to Kevin De Bruyne levels. So he's going to be really worth watching. I'm also a big fan of Nemanja Maximovic. I think that's pronounced. Apologize. Marco Brucic as well. He's a very, very um, good young midfielder at Porto. People are talking a lot about Philip Kostic at Juventus as well, who are going through a bit of a, a transition and uh, are starting to find some form. They've got rid of a lot of people who are investing in youth now. Yeah, Marco Grudic. Was this the guy that was at Liverpool but he is, played? Yeah. yeah. And also, it is worth saying, Duzan Tadic is doing a bit of a Lewandowski thing where actually the older he gets, the more he looks like a better footballer. So these these are my tips. This is my dark horse to go further in the tournament They're than like them people up. expect. Then, but is that really a dark horse? They've done no, so- not really. But I think out of the, I think out of the like you'd say the top four or five favourites, Denmark are the next one where I'd go. Okay, you've got a chance. And finally, Group H. I love this group: Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay. And Korea Republic, which they're I all finishing was, on four points, which South I believe Korea. was South Korea previously, wasn't it? it so Korea. let's find Portugal. Scott, there it is gone straight past it. Let's have a look. Their graphic, their graphics are shite. Uh, again, thank you to Twitter for all the <laughs> graphics this evening. I just went on Twitter desperately trying to find them. Uh, Diego Costa, Rui Patricio, and Diogo, sorry, Costa and Jose Sarr. They've got some decent goalkeepers, I think it's fair to say, don't you? They've got they've got two very good goalkeepers, yeah. Who would you say is not the good one? Rui Patricio is about 104 now. Is he? Bless him. Uh, defensively, again. Fucking Pepe, Jesus Christ. I know, how he's still playing. He must be like 40. <coughs> Sorry. Apologise. But Dallo on the right, Cancelo on the left. Diaz in the middle with Nunmenj. Actually, you know what? It's even more difficult because you've got Rafael Guerrero. No, it's Nuno Menj. And Nuno Mendes, who's also there. Nuno Menj. Central midfield or midfield. uh, Ruben Neves, Paulinho, Bruno Fernandes, Otavia, Matias Nunes, Bernardo Silva, Jao Mario. Who do you pick? I mean, there's talent here. Bernardo Silva plays wide for Portugal. So I'm assuming it'll be Nevet, Bruno and Vitinha. Right. And up front, the most controversial football boy, baby. right now. Is, yeah. Uh, cry me another one. Ronaldo, do you think he's starting now or do you think they're looking... Well, he's injured at the minute, isn't he? 
supposedly. He's not playing tonight. Well, I wouldn't call it injured. He's um, out with gastroenteritis, apparently, which is further proof that he's full of shit. Um, again, apologies to you, Although Although I do like Yao Felix and Rafael Leal. So, it's going to be interesting. That's a lot of strikers. Because... That, are they strikers, though, really? Well, Felix, Leal, Silva and Ramos are. I wouldn't... Uh, out of all of I mean, them, look... I wouldn't say... Andre Silva is, for me. I well, don't know play... who Goncalo Ramos is. I've never heard of they him. They all play, like, the nine or the ten. No. Or Ronaldo plays over the fucking. And who was who's the, if he plays? I mean, he's thirty-seven going on thirty-eight. Who am I looking for? He'll start, one's... won't he? Whether he plays ninety minutes is another problem. Is another thing. Uh, Uruguay is the other one. Sorry, I'm flicking. I know Uruguay and Uruguay. <laughs> Sorry. Have a have a look. I mean, this is a talented group again. I'm not sure about their goalkeepers, but. Sebastian Cortes. I mean, how is he in there? Are you ready? Yeah. They're not going through. Oh, really? Nah. They've got some talent. Federico nah. Valverde, nah. Benton Core, Lucas Torreira. How's Palestri got in the squad? He's barely played for Man United. Uh, Fukudo Torres is a player They don't, here they don't have now. a lot to pick from. They're a very small nation. Luis Suarez, Nunes, Cavani, and Maximiliano Gomez. That's a lot of attacking talent. But you don't think they're going No through, defensive man. talent. They haven't got anyone that could defend. The, oh, I don't know about that. Apart outside of Ronald, Ronald Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, and no Jose Maria Jimenez. Uh, uh but there's a there's a fair bit of age in there as well, I've got to say. I I, th- I think Ghana go through. Really? I think Anaki Williams, Eddie Nketiah, Mohammed Mohammed Kudus, um I have graphic, I apologize. The AU brothers, um, Tariq Lamptey. I really like the Ghanaian squad, and I think there's real players in there that could do the job, and I've got them going through. Did you just say Tariq Lamptey? Mm-hmm. He's and been called up for Ghana. Yeah, and then Ketia, they're both. Okay, that's news to me. Um, both a good attacking over. fullback. I'm not sure he's fantastic defensively, but still not and... bad. Getting Anaki Williams, I think, in is, is is a big difference to their front line. So they're not relying on the AUs anymore. They can rely on Anaki Williams to pull them through. Right. So... I think they go far. Bless them. But you reckon but they're in the last round of 16? They are. And obviously, based off my predictions, I'm, for people, I've done a tracker so that I'm aware of kind of who would play who. Right, let's go through this. Go on, I've reshared the groups just to so we can uh, so use it for it, the... My round of 16 starts with the winner of Group A, which is Holland against Wales. Right. I think Holland win. I think it would be, be an interesting game. The next one, because I had France finishing second, it would be Argentina-France in the round of 16. Oh, my word. That would be a game and a half. I'm, I'm giving it to Argentina. Right, okay. So you you think France are going out in the last 16? I think France go early. There's a lot going wrong there. Germany, Croatia, that could be a fun game to watch. Give it to Germany. Brazil, Ghana. Sorry, Ghana, but, you know, your time's up. England, Senegal. I'm sure we'll try to to fuck it up, but we will win. Uh, Denmark, Poland. I think Denmark, Poland could be a fun game. Denmark against Denmark. 
Belgium, Spain is another big one, uh, which I've given to Spain. Again, I said about Belgium, I just don't think they are what they used to be. And Portugal, Serbia. So that was set up the quarterfinals of Holland, Argentina, uh, which I, for me would be Argentina. Germany, Brazil. Right. Which is a repeat of the 2014 World Cup semi-final. Was it the 7-1? Oh, right. Yeah. It's a redemption for Brazil. I think England would beat Denmark. But that could go either way based on what we've seen before, which would put England in the semi-finals. I think if France win the group and then take the, the Denmark route, I don't think we make the semi-final. But because I've given it to Denmark, we do. Uh, then I have Brazil beating Argentina, 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 Spain beating England, and then Brazil winning the World Cup. I have not done what you've done. I'm going to need your help here because obviously you understand the the pots and the graphics a bit better than me. Is there a possibility that we get a France Brazil final? You work it out. Yes, yes. That I think is going to be my final. And yes. Who do you think is going to win the World Cup? Brazil. I'm I think it's Brazil. I, the winner of, in my, the way I did it, the winner of Brazil, Argentina in the semis win the World Cup. I'm going to go for France because I think their goal scoring power, I, say. I think, is only rivaled by Brazil. And I think France are probably slightly better than Brazil defensively. So if France can get their midfield right and win the midfield battle, I think France win it. Uh, I'm going to probably upset a lot of people with this, but I'm concerned that England aren't going to get out of the group. I'm genuinely concerned because if you look at our last six games, if I remember rightly, prior to playing Germany, we played five games, scored one goal from the penalty spot, not won a single game at all and lost 4-0 to Hungary. On top of that, none of the performances. Sometimes if the performance is good, but the result's bad, you can accept it and move forward with a bit of hope. But even our performances have been absolutely woeful. And it was the same way against Germany until about the last 25 minutes, if I remember rightly, when all of a sudden a few substitutes brought us to life. I'm genuinely concerned that we're not going to win the group. And I think our journey ends at the last 16. My opinion on Gareth Southgate is well recorded on this podcast. If you want to go back and listen to them, please feel free to. Me, Pete and Dan have had a few spicy chats about Gareth Southgate. Leave me out of it. (laughs) I weren't involved. And um, I I think last 16, I, I think the wheels come off. I think the wheels have come off for England. And looking at the squad he's picked with, there's quite a few... I don't want to say liabilities because that's a horrible word, but there's Maguire's dodgy, Kyle Walker's not fit, Callum Wilson, I don't think he's played for England before. If he has, it can't be that many times. Um, Calvin Phillips, as much as I like him, I, he's not fit and he's not 
my concern is is that if he has one game, one full 90 minutes, he might break down. Because like I said, he's played uh, 54 minutes over four games. I hope England proved me completely wrong. But I'm really concerned that the last 16 is going to be our maximum that we can achieve in this World Cup. And I'm going to say Serbia for a quarterfinal spot. You'd say the Serbia beat Portugal. I think they can. And I think if they, if yeah. Portugal do what Portugal do, which is tend to pander to Ronaldo in terms of tactics, and they don't allow the rest of the talent that they have to, to, to play their football their way, if they gear it all up to Ronaldo, I think Serbia are strong enough, especially with that attacking lineup. If you imagine them playing Mitrovic and uh, Vlaovic up front with Sergei Milinkovic Savic servicing, s- supplying the, the crosses, the assists. I, I think they can have Portugal. Yeah. I'll end it on some optimism. Uh, I believe England will make the quarterfinals, and that could be the end. Not much further than you, but a little bit further. I said my dark horses is Denmark and by dark horses, I think court finals just because of the nature of the draw. Um, maybe the semis for them. I really would like to see Canada do well. I think they've got the capability to get out of this group. I really would like to see Canada are kind of the team I've chosen for. If England aren't playing, I'll watch Canada and I want Canada to do well. Normally I choose Wales because re- relations, etc. but they're in our groups, so fuck them. <laughs> Who do you think is going to finish top scorer? Karim Benzema. I'm going to go Mbappe. No, Messi. You're going to go Messi? Yeah, because I have France going out in the 16. I think Benzema. I think I'm, Messi. I'm going to go Mbappe. I think Mbappe and Benzema will fire them to the final. Who do you think is going to be your player of the tournament? Pedri. At Spain? Yes. Okay. I'm going to make a bold one here. Um, It's going to be very early days. But I really, really like Martinelli at Arsenal. And he's in the Brazil squad. I reckon... I don't think he might start straight away, but I reckon he's got the talent. He's the one that I'm going to watch. Obviously... Our players of the tournament at the end of the tournament are probably going to completely change. But uh, he's the one I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Him and Milinkovic Savic for this tournament, I think. And I, but, and I would like to apologise while we're doing a World Cup podcast to um, the Charlton keeper, Joe Wallacott, because we uh, we fucked him, frankly. We talked so much about him going to the World Cup that he got injured in Charlton's last game and is now going to miss it. Who was he supposed to be going with? Ghana. He's he's travelled with them, but he's he isn't going to play. He's injured. Oh, that's a shame. But yeah, we've done him in. That me and Pete <laughs> hyping him up. Yeah. Don't trust Dan and Pete with anything. There is your warning. Just yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't trust them with beer. Don't trust them with football players. No, trust me with beer. I drank a lot of it last week. <laughs> and I'm still here. He's still here. He's still alive. 
And uh, on I have some note, stories, but I can't say them on the podcast. No, maybe maybe we'll save that for another <laughs> podcast. Once again, we're just going to give a quick shout out to our associates at Let Us Talk Mental Health. Excuse me, sorry. Let Us Talk Mental Health. Uh, the football team raising money for mental health charity Mind. Any games coming up for them, Dan? Yeah, so we did have a game planned for the 25th of November at Meridian in Charlton. Uh, but I have a feeling that's been rearranged, so I'm going to have to double-check with Jamie. But if it hasn't, if you're in the Charlton, South London region, we're playing at Meridian, which is just behind the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. It's 7 o'clock kickoff, but we'll confirm that. And uh, come down and watch us. And Serbia, apparently, have gone the wrong way. No. And the Proper Blokes Club, walking and talking, breaking the stigma surrounding men's mental health. Go to www.thepropablokesclub.co.uk or follow them on Twitter, as you can see. Uh, get in touch with them if you're suffering from your mental health. Blokes don't tend to talk too much about our mental health, but it's always good to get out. And if there isn't one near you, then... Have a talk with the guys, message them. They're very friendly guys. I talk to them quite regularly and see if they can start a walk or help you start a walk near you. Thank you very much for tuning in to another abomination of a stream from me. And thank you very much, Dan. It's lovely to have you back and for me not to be doing this on my own. Merci beaucoup. So until the next episode, tra la 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 la. No, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to start <laughs> singing. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter. You can download on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. We are absolutely everywhere. Say goodnight, Dan. Goodnight, Dan. Goodnight, Dan.